Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Other Page Radio, brought to you by Triad Veterans League. We're here in association with the BNN Boston Neighborhood Television Media, WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. Folks, we, you know, we have people in the community that make a lot of noise and don't do anything, and then we got a lot of people that don't make too much noise but do some things. Today we have a special person here, been here in Boston for quite some time doing quite a bit of work, Mr. Louis Elisa. He's here today representing, who's that you're representing again, brother? Friends of Madison Park, Vocational Technical High School. Okay, all right, we're going to be talking about that boy, but I'm going to tell you, he's got something to say. He's a veteran. He's out of New York City, Brooklyn, Kings County, like some other people I know. We're just glad to have you here today, Mr. Elisa. All right. One, Thank you for your service. One, one correction. Serving in NATO didn't make me a veteran. It just made me a junk to the veterans who were working hard. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't want them to come after me. We'll come at you again. We get we get it right, we get it right. What what uh, you know, when I when I when I remember Madison Park being built, I I saw, I saw. Possibilities of a lot of things that would benefit our community, our city, and it went up, but it looks like it's going down, and that's what you hear about today. Is that right? Correct. Okay, so, folks, I want you to listen up uh, to what's going on at Madison Park Technical Technical High School from a man that knows what he's talking about. So we're going to, what is the problem, one of the problems that you want to talk about today, Mr. Lisa? Well, I think the primary problem we're facing is vision. I think that the residents of the city of Boston, particularly those in uh, positions of leadership, do not have a vision and a comprehensive understanding of the role of vocational technical high school within an urban or what you say a metropolitan community. Most of the vocational technical schools in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts are located outside the metropolitan Boston area, and they serve a population whose families are very much aware of the benefits of having a skill base in, in a technical degree. So a lot of people who work on these jobs that you see for uh, the public utility companies and that you see with... Uh, you know, um, Verizon and National Grid and all the other services making a good living, all your plumbers and electricians and H HVAC people, they live outside of Boston and they've got all their skills and training in the technical schools that service their community. Um, in Boston, we have not had that opportunity over the many years after um, Madison Park was built, which was the Humphrey Vocational Technical School at the time, Right. There were supposed to be benefits to the residents who lived in Boston, particularly those of uh, black and Latinx community. They were supposed to take advantage of the opportunity to be trained and put into a position where they can make money and well paying, have well-paying jobs in the city of Boston that was growing at that time at about 12 to 15 percent rate. So all the buildings that you see downtown and all the buildings that you see in the Seaport District, the building of the Third Harbor Tunnel and the straightening of the roads and things of that nature, the black and Latinx people in our community were not able to take part in that because they didn't have the training. 
And so millions, billions of dollars were spent and all the resources went outside our community. And the sad thing is, uh, Haywood, is that if you look now and see who's doing the constructions on the roads in Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan, it's still people from outside of Boston, many outside of Massachusetts coming in from Rhode Island and coming in from uh, New Hampshire, you know, and other places. But the folks who live in Boston, who live in Dorchester, Roxbury, Mattapan, Southland, you know, they are not taking advantage because they have not been trained and given the skill base that they need to be a part of the growth that continues in Boston at about 7% rate. That's how we opening our show today, folks. We're talking about the need to be aware, to need to be educated, and to begin a strategy that's going to put us at the table and take us off the table as in lunch. My guest today is Brother Lisa, and he is here to say that we are coming together for a change that needs to be happening. How long has this been going on, brother? It's been going on for about 25 years now. Um, the Friends of Madison have been in place for the last 12 years because when we saw that the work of, uh, of Herb Jackson and, Herb Jackson. and wow. others who fought for uh, black folks and Latinx folks to be a part of the industrial and the building development of Boston was being pushed aside. And after his passing, there was almost almost nothing being done to hold the companies that were doing the mega building, the stuff that, that you know built in Northeastern and the other colleges, we weren't a part of it. And so we knew that Madison could contribute to this. And we knew that he, you know, was pushing and got programs so that young black men and boys and women would be able to take advantage of the training and get, you know, uh, what they call um, black, black books, uh, you know, uh, union cards by getting that training. And so we saw that fading away completely. Madison Park had 30 about 32 training programs and under administration between uh, um, Ray Flynn and, and Tom Menino, those programs dissipated completely. But, you know, the responsibility is to look at the school department, what they did and what they didn't do and what they saw as comprehensive education for the children in the city of Boston, particularly black and Latinx people. And so this is why we've came together at the uh, end of the uh, term of Dr. Johnson, Carol Johnson, we got engaged because we said our children are not taking advantage of all this development that's going on. Now, we're at the backside of the Third Harbor Tunnel, the $20 billion project that went on. We're at the backside of the boom that's taking place in the seaport. But we can't continue in this way. And it was a good thing we got involved when we did because I think the goal was to try to close Madison um, as a community, as a school that served the black and brown communities of Boston and build it up as something else. And we just said that would not happen. Where are we in terms of our strategy for stopping that and, uh, you know, changing the direction, please? Well, where we are is that we're working directly with the superintendent of each of the We've had five superintendents since we started. The new superintendent? Uh, well, yes, the new. We have a meeting with uh, Doc, uh, um, okay. Superintendent Skipper coming up. Yes. And uh, we met with, you know, uh, Casalius. We met with her constantly. We met with uh, Superintendent Chan. We met with two people who were superintendents and, I don't know, how they got to be superintendents. One was McDonough, who came in after Carol Johnson, and then Laura Purcell, who never had a, didn't have a degree or a course in education, but she became the superintendent of schools. But we tried to work with them to explain the importance of our children getting the vocational technical education because of the work of uh, Deval Patrick. He brought in a lot of industry from outside of the country. He brought in a lot of people into Massachusetts, but particularly into Boston, with jobs in, in, the, in the technical fields, in the industrial fields. And so 
Our children were not able to take advantage of this to his credit. Deval Patrick, before leaving office, just before leaving office, he set up a Roxmack program so that Madison Park could be joined, co-joined with um, Roxbury Community College and so that our students could get training in nursing and, and, and health technology, you know, at the same time they were finishing, you know, their high school diploma. And to a large extent, it worked because there's still, this Madison Park is still the only high school in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts that are graduating students with dual degrees. Okay. And that means a lot to a young man or woman when your mama, dad, somebody's having problems at home, but you can come out in a professional position because you're certified as a nurse or a nurse's assistant or in any technical field. Okay, uh, so we're going to hold off right there for one minute. Uh, going to uh, get right back at you. We're going to do a little PSA work here as part of what we do. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. It's very important that we understand that veterans served and need to be served. We are a little behind on how we take care of our veterans of color. The Tried Veterans League is keeping it out there. We're talking to the commissioner. We're talking to the secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Avenue. And we are reaching out to the political elected officials, you know, to try to bring them up to date. But they seem to be looking the other way until it's time for election. But uh, we're going to keep on keeping on. And our guest today is uh, Louis Elisa. He's here today to try to uh, make you aware of what we need to be doing in terms of uh, restoring our school to be the school that we had anticipated, meaning Madison Park uh, Technical. It was Hubert Humphrey Center one time, wasn't it? Hubert Humphrey Vocational Technical School, yes. Right, right. And boy, when that, and, and, and there was a lot of activity, especially in the evening time, if I recall. Absolutely. There was a, it was a place that people who were working in jobs and had not obtained um, the certification that they need to be able to get a uh, black book or a union mm-hmm. card could come and sharpen up their skills and basically work on their journeymen and, um, and qualify so that they could try to get into the unions. And they just I, dropped that. They dropped that and they stopped uh, producing opportunities for the students in the school itself because this was after school you know, program, but it was being run by union-led uh, teachers and instructors, and then they that sort of went away. But in the school itself, um, a student entering a vocational technical school, she or he should be able to graduate in three or four years with opportunity to go directly into a union or to be certified to work on any job, only because that's the purpose of vocational technical schools. I'm a voc tech graduate, 
old time folk tech graduate, but I know the benefit of being to say, I have a skill, I have a trade. And this is something that goes back hundreds of years. Frederick Douglass wrote a piece back in 1867. It says, learn a skill or die. Because he said, with the skill, there's knowledge that no one can take from you, and you can sustain yourself with the knowledge that's within you. And so, you know, to that extent, I'm not sure how we got everybody believing they should go to college. They have to go to college. By the way, I don't have a problem with college. I spent um, 19 years in education. I got a couple of degrees, but nothing that was more important to me than the skills that I obtained as a draftsman and learning to, you know, to work, you know, technically with the various mm-hmm. other, you know, um, mechanical skills and, um, and, and construction skills. And so all the philosophy and art and science and everything has been good, but the sustaining part of my life has been the ability to understand what's going on. In and that's life. one of the problems that I believe that we have uh, because a lot of us in leadership are still talking about going to college and, and getting a degree when, in fact, if we had a, a Hubert Humphrey, uh, you know, development center, uh, similar in place that uh, it would be better for the individual who really doesn't want to go to college at that particular time but wants to get a good job and, you know, or save a little money in case he does want to go to college or she wants to go to college. Uh, uh, and we don't have that. We have a withdrawal of the, uh, the unions, the uh, building trade unions, from this strategy, and that's just thrown us like, haywire in terms of uh, learning a skill because I'm looking at all this construction, Bill Lewis, that's going on across the city. As a matter of fact, I was down by uh, uh, Berkeley uh, Performance Center, and I'm looking at this monstrosity of buildings that are being built there by Suffolk Construction going right over the highway. And I'm looking at complexions, and I don't see uh, too many African-American or people of color working in that particular area. And then it goes back to the point that you were saying that a lot of schools outside of Boston have these rehab, because I know one is in Worcester, and they have these vocational education centers, and they are booming in terms of employment. Uh, And we here, with all the employment and and building that's going on here, we we don't even have a, a clue. Well, that was the work of Herb Jackson and the Roxbury Workers Association and Chuck Turner and the others who knew it was important to get on these jobs and give our young men and women an opportunity to, to participate in the economic development that was going on around them. But it seems like it was a progressive, uh, direct part of the Boston Public Schools to keep our children from having opportunity. And I have to go back again. If you get a skill and you get a job, College is always an option for you. You can always go back to college. You always can come back. Matter of fact, returning students now are becoming a central part of our education program. But our ability to sustain ourselves until we're able to get to the point that we can go back to college is the critical part. That's why so many people are being forced out of Boston because they don't have well-paying jobs that allow them to stay. So the young man and woman who went and took an academic course solely and didn't learn a skill they might wind up on the fryer later. They might wind up, in, you know, in a service position. But a young woman or a young man who took a skill in auto repair, took a skill in, in phlebotomy, took a skill even in cosmetology, she or he will be able to go out and work and make a, a livable wage and earn. I mean, a young woman, a man graduating from Madison Park in the area of automotives 
given the new changes that are taking place, they would start off at seventy five, eighty thousand dollars a year because that's what the industry is demanding now because of the new technology and the hybrid cars that are coming out. There are not enough people to do the repair. So a young person of color, African American, Latinx, whatever, mm-hmm. they can come out and get a sustaining wage so that they can afford to stay in the city that they grew up. I was in. looking at the uh, ramifications of the climate changes and uh, you know the, uh, the the green the green uh, new green technology. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I I don't hear. Look. You you you're a man in the community, and I respect that. And you know you're on a lot of different levels, you're involved in a lot of different things, because I think that maybe you see the importance of speaking up, speaking out, and don't relegate a responsibility uh, from community development, particularly around our young people. You know, I think it's everybody's job to say something, to do something, to. Uh, Restore the lack of spirituality, the lack of growth that our children need to have. You know, uh, I don't hear anybody uh, in 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 position uh, talking about green power. You know, we used to say green power was having money, but green power now is it's not about having money, but it is a way to make money. If we have a curriculum to restore people to these kind of jobs that allow them to pay the rent instead of being on the government subsidies and losing the will to stand up and demand and fight for the right to have a job. So the issue becomes skills and the ability right. to, and having a skill. And so having a skill is Douglas say they can't take from you. You know, it's it if if you if you know how to take care of yourself, you understand the, the resources that are there and how to use them on your behalf, you're never gonna be broke. And that's the real challenge for our young men and women. But, you know, the challenge is also for their mamas and daddies because we got a lot of people who keep saying, well, you got to go to college. You gotta go. Well, then after college, then what? And then if you have to wait for a scholarship, if you have to determine, if you put all your hopes in one basket, then you're basically not preparing yourself for the future because even people who go to college, you know, have to prepare as to what's going to happen when they get out. And what we saw after the turn of the economy back in 2000 you know, a lot of people with college degrees was out here on the street, you know. Right, driving cabs. And some still are because the skill base, for, you know, the, the knowledge that they have, you know, the, the, the demand for the knowledge they have is overwhelming. But the basis which they need, that means more computer skills, more technology skills, more understanding of how to connect and work with mechanical objects. That's where the growth has been. Okay, so now let me ask you this. We talked about the problem and how it came about, right? So where are we as a community? What do you want us to do? Are we meeting? Is there contact information that you can share? You know, or people can call to get more involved, to get more understanding, capacity build, all those things that you're so good at doing. Can you share some of those things, information? Well, you know. Um, I know Angela Mitchell is involved. With you. Yeah, Angela Mitchell, she's with the Workers Association, and she's also been an advocate for other programs because it's back to fundamental education. It's back to what our children get. I mean, it's not Madison Park itself that's broken. It's the whole Boston public school system that our young men and women get to a point that they can't do basic math or they can't go into a program without supplemental programming and activities. That's where we're at. We're at the point where we're saying to our mothers and fathers, you know, we need to have a system where this— education achievement gap is closed completely. 
because our children have these skills. Our young men and women have been using the same computers as everybody else because they had cell phones. Those are just portable computers, and so they know how to manipulate them. They use and fix your televisions. They program all the electrical stuff in your house. They have skills and capabilities. No one gives them the, the, the knowledge of how to channel that into a profitable or a meaningful life, you know, career or activity. So, you know, 10 years ago when you're yelling at your kid about he shouldn't be, you know, playing with the, the video games and things of that nature and where is he going to go, well, let me tell you, there's a multi-million dollar industry now doing gaming. You know, working with the military and everybody else, you know, creating cyberspace activities and, you know, and other, you know, IA, um, you know, artificial intelligence, I'm sorry, AI, you know, <laughs> projects. I mean, this is what we couldn't vision in the beginning, but those things are helpful. So now how do we get our young men and women educated to the point where they can sign a contract or they know what a check is or they, you know, where they can go and look to find out how they can take their skills, advance them, improve them. And then also make a living out of it. But that's the challenge. It's not just to the children, it's to the community. So we're working with, we have a good friend in our city council for D7 where Madison Park is located. Um, Tanya Anderson is like a, a, a bear. She's committed to seeing things getting done. So when we bring issues to her, she'll take it to the next level where it has to be. I've gotten good communication with the, with the mayor on the issue of Madison Park, but we have some challenges because the groups that are in charge and making decisions don't always keep her informed. So they make some decisions. We have to question how do we get here without there being more community engagement and involvement. But I need people like the NACP and the Urban League to step up on the issues of fundamental and basic education, on the issues of fundamental and basic training that we become a part of the industries that are here. And by the way, everybody says racism, racism. Let me be clear about racism. It's a system that is bottoming itself out. It's bottoming itself out in the industries that we need to get our black and brown children into because they can't climb in those holes anymore. They can't climb up the poles anymore. They can't control something that they're too, they're too old to engage in. And their children who came through the system had the benefits of the resources they had, or oh, they've moved into industry and, and moved out into finance and everything. So they are not taking over these jobs. So we don't want to be stuck having people come in from out of the country doing jobs that our children right here in Boston and Roxbury, Dorchester, and Adam can do with sufficient training. We'll be right back, folks. We'll be right back. This is the other page radio. We hear on WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. What we're talking about today is the importance of community coming together and deciding the direction of what's going to happen over there at Madison Park High School because they're trying to uh, come together with a plan of uh, uh, to change the direction. And they changed it without letting the public know, the people in the community know, and uh, we ended up with nothing. Here we are again talking to Luis Elisa about, they're going to try it again, folks, and what we're going to do about it. But what I want to remind everybody is that on November the 12th and November the 13th, the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company will be performing at the Media Arts Center on the campus of Roxbury Community College, celebrating 25 years, 25 years of teaching, educating, and empowering people using theater uh, about our history. It's not a mystery. We are in collaboration with BNN right here, our good friends, 
Berkeley College of Music, Department of Africana Music Studies, and Sages Cultural Arts Center out of Randolph. We're going to put this program together. We want to thank the folks down at the Blackstone Community Center for being a part of our team, putting this project together of music, movement, and gospel. We have some of the best gospel singers in town, bar none. That's November the 13th, November the 12th, and it is a post-Veterans Day celebration. We want to honor the veterans and thank them for their service that goes back. Whoa. Since the American Revolution, we've had black people involved in fighting for a freedom that we are still fighting for. So that's going to be November the 12th and 13th. We want to thank everybody that's been involved in this project because we want our children to know their history so they can know their direction. Again, again, our guest is Louis Elisa. He's talking today about what's going on at the, the school, trying to be cool, thinking that we the fool, but Madison Park is not going to change unless we change it. Unless we change it, unless we're involved. He ran all the dynamics down about college education, but getting a trade and having a skill. He expressed his own experiences with what important a trade can be. And our kids really need to have other options than just going to school and not taking advantage of all the building construction that's going on right in our community, right in our community. You go over there to Seaport and you see all those skyscrapers. Where's our skyscraper? Where's our Seaport? Why aren't we building like that? We had a place and now they want to take it away. So go on with your point again, Mr. Lisa. Well, my point is, is that we are trying to get more parents involved. We're trying to get organizations and groups, particularly the churches, mm-hmm. particularly the social agencies and organizations, the frats and fraternities, sororities and groups that are That's encouraging good. young men and women to get involved and get educated, but also to have them encourage the young men and women to have a skill in the trade right. that they can take with them to college or they can work to develop while they're in college, that they work and look towards the technical skills, <clears throat> excuse me, and the mechanical skills and activities that are out there so that when they come out with their degree, their BA or BS or whatever, that is tied to something that's practical. But I need to say one thing. Go ahead. Is that we, as the Friends of Madison Park, have for the last 12 years have been working at this. We never stopped, even when we saw that they were really trying to close the school by night, giving them the resources they need. We had support, you know, from the community in general, the Garrison Trotter Neighborhood Association and the, the Roxbury United Neighbors and other groups, you know, they came together to say to the superintendent, you know, you need to listen or work with us, you know, um, the, the, the black community and the brown community that wants to see good things for our children. It's not been easy, but the reality that we're facing is that we've had a couple of headmasters who've come in over the last, you know, five or six years. One, you know, who came in after we had two or three that just got messed around. One Headmaster, they actually, they literally beat this woman up and sent her on her way. For no one, it's ungodly what they did to her. And uh, and they sent her on her way, but she was trying to pull the school together. A person who came after her, this brother, you know, Kevin McCaskill, he was there for 
five years, and he literally started to turn the ship that was in rough waters, turn it around, you know, uh, to pick up the value and pick up the mm-hmm. wind that could move them towards progress. He made contact with all the other technical vocational schools in the state. He's gotten recognition from all over. They went after him and removed him, and that's one of the things we challenge. You know, why are you removing people who are effective? Now we have Dr. Brown, who's out of Tuskegee, which, is, you know, is an institution that's put so many black doctors and engineers and scientists right. in the world, and he's trying to get the school together, and he's catching grief. So, you know, to the extent that the mayor now met says, him. You know, says that she's going to be in support of and want the school to thrive, we're going to be behind the mayor as long as she stays on focus with this. We're going to be behind Dr. Brown as long as he's supported, you know, and long as he stays focused on this. But my goal and our goal is the Friends of Madison Park has been and continues to be, you know, young black and brown boys and girls that are trying to improve the quality of their life and the quality of their community. Because one thing is clear, Haywood, that when you grow, everything around you grows. If you have a decent job and decent quality of life, your community has a decent quality of life. And everyone benefits from you doing well. And so when you have a skill those are the things that you want to see go forward. So we're really pushing to get our sororities, fraternities, groups like the NACP, which used to be very much engaged in trying to close the achievement gap. We're trying to get them back on track and get them doing what's necessary to make sure that our community has the access to the resources and benefits that come from having a good education and great opportunities. Well, one of the things that you keep talking about is the youth, and I like that. You know, because uh, they're the backbone of any movement. You know, the mention of uh, the gentleman that's no longer with us, uh, Tito Jackson's dad. Uh, Herb Quack. Yeah. You know, uh, Chuck Turner. Yeah. You know, those things, man, they were like live wires. <laughs> you know, and we got to, like, understand, folks, that nobody's coming to save us. We got to save ourselves. And if you don't stand up, you're laying down. If you're laying down, you're sleeping. You know, you, hey, no one knows this better than you. I mean, the term soldier up had a lot of meaning. When somebody says soldier up, that means pick up your responsibility and right. move forward, whether you're on point or whether you've got the rear. Whatever you, wherever you are, you have to do your job. And that's what Chuck and, and Herb and, and a few others, you know, they used to get down. And I mean, Herb used to walk miles. When he mm-hmm. couldn't drive to these construction sites, at five o'clock in the morning he would be five there o'clock ca- in the morning counting heads and telling to the mayor, saying to Flynn and saying to Menino, "You're not keeping up with the law that you've created that says that there's supposed to be so many black and brown people, and there's supposed to be so many women, and there's supposed to be residents of Boston." They were letting them know, and nobody was pushing. That's why I like this new crop of city councilors. I like, you know. Uh, 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 Tanya, I, I, I like a Rootsy, I like a Julia Mahir, I like the people who, you know, who just were, you know, were, they, they're asking the right questions. Maybe they have enough people now to ask and demand that something be done. But we've always known that Northeastern and BU and BC and Berkeley and all those schools were not following the law and making sure the companies that they hired, you know, brought in black and brown people. We've always known it. There was no one there to hold them accountable. Maybe, you know, we now have somebody in there in the city council working with economic development and looking at working with the labor issues, who's going to do that? Because the opportunities here, whether it's in transit or transportation or whether it's construction, in the healthcare industry, we have the young men and women who are capable of doing it, 
They just need the opportunities and the training. They need the partnerships, and they clearly need the support of what we have in terms of the community groups and organizations. I want to just say something about uh, relegating responsibility and what that means to our community. If we didn't have people like you involved on the level of involvement that you've been involved in, you're talking about a downsizing of activity, activeness uh, 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 in some social agencies in our community. And you're right. And you're right, man. Sometimes people don't understand that we got to really stand up and demand for ourselves, man. You don't expect a union that has ignored us for over 100 years. All of a sudden, they're going to love us and put us in position to be able to pay our own rent. They would rather see us in the food line, in anything, any line but the bank line. Any line but the bank line, cashing our checks, putting our money in the bank. Hopefully, we have a black bank, or we do have a black bank, and put our money in that bank. But right now, if we're going to just stand on the corner and watch people in their new trucks come in and leave us standing on the corner still looking. That's that's it, David. That's it. When I see seven, eight, ten black men standing in Grove Hall watching guys from New Hampshire and Rhode Island, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, doing the construction on our street, you, you have to say, I mean, how is that fair? How does that work? You know, how, how is that we have so much money that we can import people from different countries? They can come in and get jobs that the people who were born here don't have access to. A heartthrob was right there at Madison Park High School. I remember that building, the Hubert Humphrey building. Okay. I remember the nights that people would go there and come in from their jobs with their tools, with instructors. And now we don't have anybody down there. Well, they have a couple of programs that they're trying to start up, but we got to make sure those programs are, are working with Come and on, catering man. to the residents in our community. Right. Everybody can come about. from anywhere and get into a program, but our children right here who should be the beneficiaries of the building being there are being you know, cast aside. And we I'm, should have our own guild, trade union guild, where those people that come out, Madison Park are automatically going into a guild so we can get some of those contracts. I talked to Sagoon and he was telling me what they were doing, but we have to do more. We are B E H I N D. That's where we are. We've been playing catch up for years. And it's time to stop playing catch up and use that energy to have our own and make our own demands because, like I said before, nobody is coming to save us. This brother is here today to make you aware that we need to be on top of our game. He called some names that I know and you know, but we also know that you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing because you're thinking that he's supposed to be doing everything while you just sit back. But the truth will move you from a place of comfort. These churches need to do the work and stop talking stuff on Sundays and Monday they done forgot everything that they said they were going to do on Sunday. 
Well, we could use their support. It's not, it's if the black man, I've been talking about black ministerial alliance and, and all, all yeah. of that stuff, man. That they should be behind directly side by side with the NACP and the Urban League, demanding that we have equity and access to all these jobs and equity and access to the. I don't know the why they not. I don't know why they always jumping on the Martin Luther King Day breakfast celebration, serving that cold grits and then running eggs and stuff. Well, I'm, you know, and getting I, money and not doing anything with the money, not even saying, look, let's put up an ad in the paper about the Madison Park and all of the things that are wrong there. Right. We need we need them to say to their parishioners, to their. To they don't they don't they don't want their fathers the, and mothers that here's an opportunity for their children. Them People don't want them. People don't want to hear me, man. Well, well, but listen, they're going to hear you because they have to make make way for the future. And these young people are going to come up and look and say, well, I'm not going to participate with you if you've not done Not going to do support. anything that, for them. That's right. That, I mean, that makes I mean, sense to me, folks. Yeah. And I and something you mentioned, I, you know, you had on one of your ads, you know, I don't know if you remember when I was head of FEMA, but when you had the stand down program. and, and, and Did you ra- say stand down? Stand down. I mean, I back, this is back in 93, 94 when I was head of FEMA. And Ralph came to me and he said, you know, we want to do something in this park across from uh, 1010. And we want to help veterans. We want to do. That was a movement that you could see people got behind, and we were committed to making sure that the black veterans got what was theirs. There's nothing more aggravating and frustrating and disgusting in my heart to see a black veteran who is homeless, and then people come from all over the world and they put them up and they find homes. The people from Venezuela who went into Martha's Vineyard, they got homes for all of them already, but they got black veterans who served in, as far back as Vietnam you know, who are still on the street and still looking for support. And those are the type of things that are frustrating and, and angering to me. And I'm saying we clearly got to get people to stop talking about it and mm-hmm. do something about it. There never should be a woman or a man who served this nation who doesn't have everything. WBC ALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. Sorry for the interruption. We're listening to Louis Lisa talk about the importance of veterans. Go ahead, Mr. Lisa. No, I, that was it. I'm just saying that we got organizations and groups that have the ear of the governor, you know, so they say, and the mayor and, and the senators and the representatives. That should be somebody's specific responsibility. Folks, you're hearing it on our radio station, the other page, brought to you by Triad Veterans League in a cooperation with the BNN Media. We're so grateful to have a, a real leader in our time to start today talking about Madison Park and the importance of us making sure that everything is, uh, you know, reconfigured so that we can create a better positioning in the labor force than we are right now. Because I went down to the seaport and I was like, I thought I was in like a movie set when I saw all those buildings, those tall buildings. And the times that I went down there and I looked at those uh, uh Latinas or Latinos or, that are working and they're filling in the minority spots and they don't even know how the minority spots came about. Yet these contractors and these subcontractors hired them, calling themselves being in compliance. And the brothers and the sisters from our community, the real people that the uh, affirmative action programs are put in place for, are not being treated as the law requires. So those are things that you have to be very mindful of. And when you go to your church and before you put your tithes in that bowl, you got to ask them, 
What are you going to do with these guys? Because uh, my son doesn't have a job. My daughter doesn't have a job. My daughter went to the union to try to get uh, be involved in taking a class so we could work under somebody that they could be in the union. And we didn't get that. So church, you know, uh, don't just talk about what you do on Martin Luther King's Day. You got to talk about what you do every day to bring the equality and get rid of these parities that we are having in our community, disparities, I'm sorry. You know, because this is ridiculous that you would have an institution that was helping to create hope, uh, raising living standards, all of that, and now they're talking about a $500,000 plan to reshape the mission of Madison Park High School. How are you going to let that happen? We can't let that happen. Well, the mission still should remain the same, that it's an institution that young black men and women can go to, young black boys well, you and know, girls can it go could, to, it could get be, the training that they need. It could be modified. It could be modified, but <clears throat> still have the basic principles of what needs to be done. Well, because modification of, is not going to be the change. The modification says how we get there. But the goal has always been create an opportunity for young men and women, black and Latino, you know, people to get the training they need so that they can be an integral part of society. Let me just say this right here, right? I want you to understand that I want change and changes. I'm going to take that word modification and put it back in the draw. You know, I want changes because I don't want to keep seeing these young people standing around Dudley stations and other uh, places that uh, 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 reflect disparity. I want to see our young people going to work with yellow hats and, 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 and supervising. I don't see any yellow hats where our people standing, supervising, or reading blueprints. I don't see that. And I want to know why. I want to know why. I wrote about this. I'm not just talking about this now. I go through our community, and Brother Lewis, I'm looking at all kind of houses that weren't there last week. And I don't see us working there. And I hear the term affordable, and it's not affordable. We don't have any creation of housing for poor people anymore. And you're right. And you're right. No veteran should be in the situation that they are in today. And I write about that. But I'm tired of writing. I'm ready to do some fighting. Because this is not a soft soap activity when you take away a person's opportunity to make a living. You brought in the Corey Law. You tried to lock us down with that. You haven't done anything to correct that. You're bringing in people that are in the unions, and some I know that's got records, criminal records, but they're not black. So we got to begin to really pull back this potato and see what kind of peeling this is because it's not working for us. 
People make promises that they're going to do this and do that, and we're still not in the game. We are the game. You just mentioned, when I said Dudley, you said Nubian. What does, what does it mean when you change the name but you don't change the game? Well, you change the game a little bit by we, we changing don't, the name. We you, don't, give, you give a little hope. We don't, we don't own anything in Dudley. We don't own anything in Dudley. Uh, Ken Guscott and all of that that we were looking forward to, that's no longer on the table. We don't even own a restaurant. They're closing Walgreens now. They're going to probably put something there that we don't need but what they want. They they got the restaurant there. The restaurant uh, is now uh, creating a building for housing. But we're not at the table strong enough, and I'm hoping that the people that came on and listening to this program today get it because you sure said it. We got to be real strong in this game. These people are not playing. The war is still on, everybody. Well, can I ask then, everyone who can hear, who has heard, will tell all their friends and family members to stay uh, aware, stay in touch, to mm. get engaged and involved in this visioning for Madison Park Vocational Technical High School, that they tell their friends, that their social groups, that they tell the ministers, their churches, that they are concerned and want their, their concern to the extent they want programs to come out of there that, one, remain within the community in terms of training and opportunity, but also that they have more resources to make sure that that school is brought up to the technical standards of modern-day activities, but that our children are giving the training that they need. And here's the point that I really need to make. The training doesn't start at Madison. The training starts in the elementary and middle schools Mm -hmm. when our young men and women are introduced to cyberspace, introduced to astrology, they're introduced to engineering and all these other techniques that they're somehow already involved in because they watch these programs, they have these computers. We need to start demanding that our children in the elementary school level be exposed and have an opportunity to know what's available. And the key to this is, Hayward, there are resources available. The Uh Army uh and the Air Force and and the federal agencies have money to train and put people out. We have a NASA training program that some kids go to at MIT. The majority of our children don't know these opportunities exist, so we have to demand at all levels that our children be given access so they know what to look for. So by the time they get to the 8th and ninth grade, they are now pitching towards something that they can actually retrieve. Well, I tell you, you know, I didn't even know about that, but I do notice right here that there's been a lackluster a strategy when it comes to these social agencies taking care of the things that they were founded to do, you know, um, and I'm I'm going to be continuing to speak about that, that lackluster attitudes. But we want you to come back, you know, and keep us abreast, Brother Lewis, of what's going on, you know, in this economic strata that seems to want to just act like we we don't matter, and we do matter. You know, we are more than just people to be shot down. We're people that need to be standing up. Right, right. Well, listen, if you're out on the street and you run into Coach Dennis Wilson, you run into uh, Judith Baker or Shona uh, Jackson or to uh, Barbara Fields, you know, any of these people who've spent the last 12 years, I mean, losing sleep, because none of this is easy. When 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 they're trying to 
close your door. When the wolf's at the door, nobody sleeps. And I just want to give you know, recognition to folks who went out of their way to keep keep Madison Park open and working. I want to give recognition to its, its headmaster and, its, and, and, and the, the past headmasters who basically said they're going to put themselves on the firing line to make sure these children get an opportunity. And I think that the difference is that now we've got some city councilors and some state reps who understand what we're saying. Finally, they get it. And so if they follow through and do their job, we'll have a better future for our children and for our community. We don't want to deal with ifs. We don't, As they. No, we don't, we don't want to deal with ifs. <laughs> no, we can't. Uh-uh. No, don't say that word. Please. Don't say that word. But what I want to do is I want to take a step away from our narrative, and I just want to let Jean McGuire know that we love her. Absolutely. A fighter. Here's a lady that... Uh, a fighter. She has done so much for our community. We must pray for our community more because prayer is the way to get things done. Absolutely. We praise God that she uh, was able to to go home, but I know there's a spiritual decline in that lady for all that she's done, and somebody comes up, man, and wants to take from her after all the things that she's given and reach the point of 91 years old and they want to attack a 91-year-old woman. And so we got to pray for our community because that person that perpetrated that crime is not alone. And what we're trying to do is give people the knowledge, man, that they can become more than they are right now. Get involved in what's going on. Find out. Ask the question. See, we don't ask the question. We just acquiescence into anything that somebody else says that we think are the leaders. That's right. We are caught up in a circle that is so ugly, and we call it beautiful. We can't even see the damage. Skyscrapers being built in other places in the city are, are, are put, putting us in the shadow that they created because of these tall buildings, and we're not working on any of them. They got some offices downtown in City Hall and in, in, in nearby City Hall that works in the City Hall spider webs that determines what property is going to be developed, when it's going to be developed, and how it's going to be developed, and we're not even there. I've seen that in that last administration. Who's this office? Oh, this is not the office for you. <laughs> what are they doing? Don't worry about it. You go over there on Shirley Street and look at all those buildings that were what we used to think was just abandoned buildings and see how abandoned they are today. And see those cars that are owned by those people when they get them and go to 93 going back to where they live after making money in our community and not <laughs> creating jobs for our people. Go over there on Hamden Street and Marlena Cast, and where they used to have that junkyard and see all that area now getting ready to be redeveloped. Go on Harrison Avenue where the Goodwill uh, parking lot is getting ready to be <coughs> created, creating something else. Because the street where the uh, hardware store used to be, you got uh, the Benjamin Franklin Institute in our community. They don't pay taxes. They're not hiring our people. 
better wake up and 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 because those those places are going to have people parking their trucks and they parking them now early in the morning you ride on Harrison Avenue and those trucks do not belong to us nobody's walking out of Orchard Park going to work on those sites that's for sure you got it we got a man that came here today a community leader brother Lewis came in today set and talk with you about what is going on. Do you know what's going on? Do you really know? Well, you can find out. So if you hear anything about D7 and his work that it's doing, you hear anything about the Friends of Madison Park, you hear anything about, you know, Jones Hill or any of the other community groups, and every neighborhood has a group. Mattapan has a group. The sister, Fatima. He's been around a long time, folks, so they're you better work, listen. They're working, and you just go with them to find out what they're doing because they're working on your behalf, and they're out here. And so no one can feign ignorance that they don't know there's an opportunity to get involved and engage. But do this for yourself, but do it for your children and your future because the, the more you engage and involved, the more you know, the better we are. And so when they have another meeting about the future of Madison Park, I would hope that all the black and brown parents and all the parents that from Madison Park would get engaged in the process and have something to say as to what you want to see. You ain't got to be no parent to be involved. Nope. You don't got to be no parent. We got people that that want to be involved. They don't have no children. Tell them. But they need to be involved, though. Get get engaged. You got, look, those people saw an opportunity to do what they wanted in our community because we're not engaged. Plain and simple. They saw an opportunity to become involved in our community to build what they wanted to build and bring in the people that they wanted to build do the building. Now, that's right in your front yard. That's right in your kitchen. That's like having somebody come in your kitchen and go up in there and take a plate and go in your pot that you've been cooking all day for your children and going in there and eating their children's food because that's a metaphor, but that's exactly what is happening. These people are coming in our community, bam, working because they was able to get the trades outside of their community and use it to get paid in our community, and we got a building, and we're not using the building on the level that we should be using. Brother Lewis said there's two programs going over there. There should be at least six or ten programs because the technical requirements and needs are much different than they were five years ago. Okay? So we got to look at the curriculum that's being had in the school system as well as Madison Park. Absolutely. And we need to have people that speak up, don't go to sleep on the job. That resurrection of energy that he spoke about down at City Hall, we got to keep that going because there's some calcidrants down there. Calcidrants are those people that just lean back and don't do nothing. They flooded City Hall right now. They're not doing anything. And so we got to get on that. But look, this has been a wonderful day. This has been the Other Page Radio brought to you by Triad Veterans League. Our guests, we want to thank you for coming on. We was talking so long, we didn't even know that the time is here for us to say thank you. We'll see you next week. On behalf of the Friends of Madison Park, thank you very much for the opportunity. God bless.